Hey guys, ECRG here, and today we're going to be talking about why it is so hard to break into the clinical research industry. Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about why it is so hard to break into clinical research. And I know a lot of you guys may be having trouble with this, not really understanding why it's so hard or how it can be so hard where there's so much demand for certain jobs in the industry. But today we're going to be talking about a lot of the confusion in clinical research and why it's very hard to break into the industry, actually. One of the main reasons is it's not your fault. It's the recruiter's fault who post on the job postings confusing things about jobs. For instance, you may see, I know I've seen a bunch, that there are entry-level jobs. They literally say in the title, an entry-level to me means no experience necessary or just a bachelor's degree or something like that. They're literally posting entry-level jobs, but in the description, you need two and three years experience. Now that is very confusing to someone who's new to the industry and wants to break in because they think entry-level means entry-level, no experience necessary. And I know that could be confusing for a lot of people, so make sure you check your descriptions or check the video in which I talk about how to use Indeed to break into the clinical research industry. We'll link that below. Um, so confusing posts by recruiters is, is one way that it, it can make it difficult to break into the clinical research industry, especially if you have no background knowledge about uh, breaking into the industry or no one's guiding you along the way. And that's one of the reasons why I helped create this channel and I hope you guys find a lot of value in that, navigating you through breaking into the clinical research industry. So if you see those confusing posts by recruiters and hiring managers, I would just apply anyway and let them decide if they want to bring you to the next level or not. So just apply anyway and let them figure out if your experience qualifies or not. But to me, entry level means entry level, no experience. And I think that that can be confusing for a lot of people. The second reason why it may be hard to break into clinical research in addition to the unclear job postings by some recruiters, is that your expectations of getting into the industry may be skewed. You may think because there's a lot of job openings, because it seems like the industry is doing really well, and it is doing really well, has done for a very long time. I mean, just like any industry it has its ups and downs, but overall it's been a very strong industry. And you may think there's a, since there's a bunch of job openings that it should be easy to get into the job. And I was right there with you. But the truth is, is that they really want someone with clinical research experience. So the easiest way to break into the industry is to get some experience somehow, whether that's, um, whether that's go start from the bottom somewhere and apply for entry level jobs. So apply beneath where you are if you're coming from a managerial position in another industry. Um, just start from the bottom, either in a clinical trial assistant role, a project coordinator role, a role like that or a clinical research coordinator role those roles are good roles to get your foot in the door and break into the clinical research industry but you really have to take a step back and audit what you're doing to get into the industry are you just blasting out emails to recruiters and expecting them to respond to you are you just banging away on monster and indeed or are you connecting with friends to see if they can help you get into the industry using your network. Really, you should be doing all three, um, but you have to really audit what you're doing and understand it's gonna take a lot of applications to get into the industry. 
people ask me all the time, you know, I've, I've applied a bunch, but I'm, I'm having a really hard time to get into the industry. And I ask them how many jobs they applied for, and they say something like 10. I applied to over 200 jobs to get into this industry. Just to get, I mean, I had a few offers, but let's say I had three offers. So 200 jobs for three offers. And it was a lot more than 200, actually, because I'm only taking into account one site that I use. I'm not taking into account all the individual sites and all the individual applications I submitted. So it's probably more along the lines of 240, 250 jobs. But you have to apply to a lot of jobs to get into the industry. And you have to be very vigilant and consistent about your application process. Every day you need to go onto the CRO's website and see what new job offerings they have. Every day you need to go on Monster and Indeed and see what new jobs they have. Because it's the people that apply earliest that get the re resume seen, that a recruiter will hit them up immediately, and next thing you know they're in there for an interview. It can happen very quickly. I've applied for a job on Monday, gotten a call back that same day, had an interview set up a couple days later, Wednesday, Thursday. So you really have to be vigilant about it. You really have to want it to get into this industry. I know people who have been applying to get into this industry in a hub, mind you, where a lot of CROs are located. And they've been applying for years, one year, two year, and still haven't gotten into this industry. So you've really got to be focused and dedicated. It's almost like a second job, just, just applying. So you really need to take that into consideration, audit what you're doing, and make the necessary adjustments. If you need any tips, you can watch some of my other videos on how to get into clinical research. I've done a couple videos on there, so I would refer to those. I have some good strategies and techniques there to get into clinical research. So use those to your advantage. Also, comment down below, send me an email. You can ask for personal tips and questions. So we'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the application process and some things that maybe we haven't thought of that, that have worked for you. So that's the, that's the second thing. Alter your expectations on what, what you think will get you into the clinical research industry. Another reason why it may be hard for you to get into the clinical research industry is your resume probably sucks. Unfortunately, recruiters only look at your resume for probably less than five seconds. So that's not much time. So you need to make sure that the most important information really screams out to the recruiter that you want them to see. When they look glance at your resume, you want them to say, okay, this person's got this experience and this experience. Let's bring them in for an interview. A lot of what's on a resume is fluff. And what you really want to do is whittle that down to the high yield points about your career and really focus on that and hammer them home for when people read your resume, they know exactly what you're about. We'll do a tutorial on that sometime about how to make your resume stand out for the clinical research and how to narrow it down. But also another key thing you need to do is really filter your job experience and translate it into clinical research terms. So clinical research really is about data management, uh, uh, being able to balance competing workloads, balance your priorities. So these types of things need to be on your resume. One of the techniques I use is look at people's resumes that are, are in, already in the clinical research space. Use some of the same term, terminology. Once again, data management, uh, protocols, uh, SOPs, GCP, ICH. So even though you may not have had direct experience with that, these terms need to have a way on your resume. They need to find their way onto your resume in some, some way or, or fashion. It could just be you may have some general knowledge of it too. A lot of people put just general knowledge of GCP, ICH. Because don't forget, 
when you submit your resume online to a portal, they run it through a software that determines how many keywords you have. And then they will weed out some of the applicants just based off keywords alone. I'm sure you've applied to jobs before and you find that you get an automated message a couple of days later that just looks like nobody even read the thing. You just get an automated message saying you weren't accepted. And that really sucks. So you need to make sure that you have some keywords in there that really scream out to the software too. And we'll do a video on that as well about some good keywords to put on your resume. But that's one of the reasons why it's really hard. Your resume sucks and you've got to work on it. It takes time and practice, but you've got to work on it. Once again, if you want your resume to be reviewed, we'll probably do some live reviews we'll put out on the channel too. If you want your resume to be re reviewed, you can email us at eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Links in the description. And we'll uh, review your resume. We'll put it online for everyone to, to look at. And maybe they'll review as well. Of course, we'll keep your information hidden and private. Just look at your work experience. And we'll look at how to translate that. So that's another reason why it can be hard to break into clinical research. Something else that you may not have thought about that could be holding you back from a career in clinical research is where you live, your location. Now, if you don't live near a bunch of CROs and you wanna work in a CRO, it's probably your best bet to move to a location with some headquarters of CROs there. And for those, that you, for those of you that don't know, a CRO is a contract research organization sometimes referred to as a clinical research organization. So that's what that stands for. And if you're not around them, it's gonna be very hard for them to want to move you or support someone who's relocating for an entry level position. Now, if you're a project manager, project director or CRA or somebody who can work remotely, this is not much of an issue for you. But if you're trying to break into the research industry entry level, you're not gonna be a remote employee your first year. That's gonna come with experience. So you're gonna to have to either move or find something else. Maybe you can work at the site level. You have some clinical research sites around you. And so a study coordinator position might be best for you to apply for. But that's only for the entry level folks, the truly entry level folks, the ones with no experience. But if you're above that and you're trying to apply for jobs like CRA or project manager, if you have some clinical research experience, then location won't be as a big deal for you. Some great places to live if you want to break into clinical research is some places with a lot of CROs or research sites. So I know Los Angeles, San Diego area is great. They have a lot of sites out there. They have some CROs out there that have uh, buildings. Raleigh-Durham in North Carolina is amazing for clinical research. You've got a lot of headquarters that are based in Raleigh. You've got quintiles. You've got, uh, I know Chiltern, I know Park Cell have buildings out in Raleigh, uh, PPD. So you've really got all of the CROs out there. That's a great hot spot. Um, I know Inventive is in Boston. So you got some sites there as well, some CROs. So you've really got to look at your location and see what opportunities there are because there are better places to move such as LA, uh, San Diego, and Raleigh, North Carolina if you're on the East Coast that are great for CROs. Um, but any place with a bunch of hospitals, I know Raleigh, Durham, they have a bunch of hospitals in that area. You've got Chapel Hill and Duke Medical Center. They do a lot of clinical research and clinical trials. 
So those are great places to live if you want to work on the site level too. Really at all levels, Raleigh is great. Um, and the last and final reason I'll give today as to why it's so hard to break into the clinical research industry is timing. You have to look at when you're trying to apply and get into the industry. If you're looking in December, that's when you really try hard. It's very hard to break in in December, the end of the month, October, November, December, because a lot of people are on holidays. You got to think about that. People are with their families. They're not really hiring a bunch or focusing on that. Uh, budgets are closing down for the year. Um, people are gone all the time. So it could be very hard um, to break in at that time. Also, January can be tough. Uh, budgets start to open up February, March, April. Right before summer is a good time. People are very much happier in, in the summer months. So use that to your advantage. People are much happier and more night and nicer. So definitely use that to your advantage. Use some psychology here. Um, people are about to go on summer vacation, so they're excited about that. Use that to their advantage. Summertime can can be tough, but I still think it's. I got in during the summertime. I started in uh, June, so right before summer or summertime, depending where you're located or what you're talking about. Uh, but timing timing is everything. So apply it throughout the summer, really. Don't really expect anything come October, end of October, November. But apply throughout the summer. So you've got about eight, nine good months to apply in February. And, and just hit it hard. Use those months to your advantage. And uh, I think good things will happen for you if you, if you use those, those tactics I outlaid in this video, some of the other videos I've mentioned. And just be, become more aware about why it's hard to get into the clinical research industry and use those, use that knowledge to your advantage. All right, guys, if you like this video, please drop a like. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com or just leave your question down below. We'll do our best to respond. If you have any uh, videos you'd like to see us do, you can e email us once again or you can comment down below. We love taking feedback. We love to hear your feedback. All right, guys, take care.